Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of About Admissions, our podcast about college, college admissions, and uh, this week, a special full report on the fall foliage of Vermont. Uh, We're your co-hosts. I'm Drew. And I'm Kirk. And if you would like to ask us anything about admissions, uh, feel free to submit it on college.admithub.com, or you can call me, I would welcome those calls, 617-982-3662. I will tell you that you're going straight to voicemail, though. So um, <laughs> we actually have a special guest today on the show with us. We have Beth Weiser, who is the Director of Admissions at the University of Vermont. Beth, welcome to the show. Hey, Beth. Thanks, Kirk. Hi, Drew. How are you doing? How are things? How is the fall foliage in Vermont yeah, right now? How are the Green Mountains? It, it is spectacular. I'm yep. looking out my window right now at yellow, green, Ugh. orange, red. Gorgeous. You Perfect. distilling your own maple syrup too, or yeah. <laughs> that's in the spring. Oh, okay. Good maple know. syrup's in the spring. Do you must do something on campus for maple syrup harvesting? Oh, we do. It's called sugar on snow. Ever heard of that? Because there's still snow in the springtime. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, there's that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, Beth. So, Beth, uh, how long have you been at UVM? Actually, I've been here since 2008. Started my n- ninth year. Ninth year, my gosh. Well, and and, and for the for the rest of the uh, listeners on the show, Beth was also um, she's had an illustrious career in admissions. She um, also worked at the Ohio State University, mm-hmm. Capital University, Ohio Wesleyan, and also Denison. And you also have a PhD from Ohio State, correct? How about I that? do. That's, That's right. Is it fair to say at this point, Beth, that you've conquered the state of Ohio? <laughs> I I had to move to Vermont because I was running out of school in Central Ohio. Fair. I'm curious what you studied in college. You went to Emory for your undergrad, right? I did. And like so many of the people who find their path to admission, there is no major in college admissions. And Mm, so, you know, for many of us, we did volunteer work. I was the Saturday morning receptionist in the admissions office. So I was the lucky lucky person who got to call tour guides when they didn't show up on Saturday mornings for their tours. Angry phone calls. Wow. But uh, back to your question, I majored in educational studies. If I had not done admissions, I would have been a middle school math and science teacher. Wow. I have two middle school children. You mind coming to my house to help them with their homework a little bit? (laughs) Yes. I love that age group. They get a bad rap. So, uh, without ado, let's. I, I, I want to dig into the dynamic uh, at UVM, Burlington, Vermont, in particular. Yeah. I love Burlington, by the way. When Great I, city. Yeah, my so my cousin went to UVM, and so did my aunt. Uh-huh. They loved it. Um, but it's. I mean, I, I I should back up and tell a little bit of the backstory here. Uh, my cousin is three years younger than me, and it was uh-huh. there were a group of us as as kids, and unfortunately, she was the only only girl. And we kind of excluded her a lot, uh, to oh, her chagrin. <laughs> and then nice. the dynamic changed a little bit in college. So I remember going up to uh, the Mardi Gras of the North. Beth, are you familiar uh-huh. with this uh, great festival that happens in Burlington every year? I, I am. I have not taken part in it. But oh, you don't I know what have... you're missing. In any event, yeah. we we went up, and I w- I remember trying to persuade Anna to hang out with us and she managed to avoid my phone calls and emails for a couple of weeks we ended up calling her dorm room uh the day the the day we arrived we looked her up in the directory 
And when uh, you could do that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When that was a possible thing. And we called her room and she answered and made some excuse that she had some big important party to go to uh, and that she couldn't possibly hang out with us. And that was a good recompense for many years yes. of teasing. Payback. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. payback for sure. But we had a good time at Mardi Gras of the North. Howard Dean was there. He was great. Really? Yeah. And I'm sure Bernie is there. Bernie, you can see Bernie. I see him on the airplane. You can see him in the grocery Mm. store. He's very visible. Feeling the burn even when it's zero degrees outside. That's very (laughs) nice. (laughs) Wow, that was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) It just came to me. Um, But that's, you know, Burlington is, it is amazing. It's it's a great city. You know, great college town. And, you know, that Burlington is one of those places that you just don't realize how, sophisticated it is until you actually are here yeah and it's yeah. fun and you just don't run out of things to do it's you very really don't the downtown is wonderful i i did i i heard a rumor though about the uvm campus that i want to either get debunked or or you know proven to me um i heard that there are like a series of underground tunnels connecting many of the buildings on campus so that if you didn't want to go outside per se during winter you didn't have to is this true <laughs> That that rumor has some validity to it. It does. So there. Wow. Depending on where you want to go on campus, you do have to go outside. But okay. it is possible to walk a fair part from the uh, main street to the center part of campus by going through a series. It's not just underground tunnels, but oh. through a series of buildings and hallways and, and in some cases, uh, tunnels. That's great. So for anyone listening, who's from like a warm climate, like a Georgia yes. or a Florida, don't be afraid. I mean, I did read on Wikipedia though, that, and of course it's true then that the average, like the average annual temperature in Vermont is 43 degrees. Um, but I'm, but I'm curious. I mean, obviously you've got folks coming there from everywhere, but I did read now, maybe, and maybe this has been updated, Beth, but I read that you've got undergrads from 48 States. Is that correct? 48 is correct. This year really? we're missing. I'm going to wait, 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 wait. Can we guess? We were, two, yeah, states we're missing. two States. You have a, I have a, I have My, one. I, guess I think it's, through. you get one. I'll get one. How about that? Okay, perfect. Go for it. I'm going to go with Wyoming. I I'm going with South Dakota. Ding, 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 ding. South Dakota. Yes. Correct. What's the Wyoming, other one? Wyoming, not correct. We got one more. Do you want to go, give it another go, Drew? Oof, I don't know. I have, another, I have another guess. Yeah, take another. I'm going to say Nebraska. Mm, you have the N right. Ooh, North Dakota? North Dakota. No. Oh, my gosh. North Dakota's blanked in the Dakotas. Skunked. North Dakota Dak- and South Dakota. Oh, boy. The two states. We actually did have a South Dakota student yeah. who is graduated or isn't here uh, anymore. Since in my nine, this is now my ninth recruitment cycle, we've never enrolled a student from North Dakota. Oh, my God. What? This is I, a big deal. We, this is anyone, uh, to our six listeners out there, yes. tell your one friends. Dakota. Yeah, if someone, yeah, one of them has to be from North Dakota. <laughs> you got to apply to UVM. We got we got to work on this. I think we we should have a collective effort here to try to get UVM a North Dakota student. Yeah, right, exactly. I think that's a big deal. There's yeah, we'll we'll take that one to the bank, Beth. Don't worry, yeah. you will be flooded. Every kid in North awesome. Dakota is going to apply next year that's if so we great. have something to say about it. Well, I'm I'm actually curious about um, how the admissions process works at UVM because. 
uh, as a state flagship institution, um, you use a, a holistic review process, correct? Is it different for in-state versus out-of-state students, or do you have some type of, um, you know, commitment to the state that enables you to um, sort of review them in a, in a bit of a different way? Yeah, I think coming from Ohio State, which while I was there adopted a holistic review process, mm. it's it has been very interesting to come to a place like UVM that I think grew up in, obviously in New England and sort of the way things are done here, particularly mm -hmm. at the private liberal arts colleges or, you know, Ivy leagues where our process feels so much like a small private school in the sense of the way that we review applications, the diversity of, of high schools that we get applications from, even with 23,000 applications last year, wow. we really kind of really did apply this kind of holistic uh, review. As for Vermonters, you're absolutely right. There is a commitment to the state mm -hmm. to get the best qualified Vermonters to be able to be admitted and enrolled at UVM. And so we take, I think, extra care in their applications. We yep. know the high schools very well. We know their curricula well. And so we're able to provide an extra deep level of support and review for that group. Yeah. But before we go too far afield, I want to back up and define for a few of our uninitiated listeners the, what, what a holistic admissions process really is. Do you mind if I probably mess it up and you guys can correct no, me? No, please. This is going to be please. great. This is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. So while some state schools, for instance, might go with like a, a grid or a rule, for instance, I think uh, University of Texas at Austin says that if you're an in-state student who's in the top 10% of your class and have some minimum SAT score, you're basically like an automatic admit. Uh, other schools might have a grid system whereby your grades and scores, if they are meet these combined thresholds, you're in. But a holistic approach is looking at everything as a whole and applying that, uh, I guess, the, the, the one parameter that you can't quantify, that the gut feeling to the mm. whole thing, and stirring it all up and then picking the class that way. That is um, that is my layman's description of a holistic process, but I would love to be enlightened. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Um, anyway, without, without ado, I figured we should turn our attention to maybe the one actual legitimate question for the mm -hmm. whole podcast um, from our listener, because God knows Kirk and I don't ask anything legitimate. Um, <laughs> so are you, are you ready, Beth? Have you, have you braced yourself? Okay. Okay. I'm going to read Ready. the letter, and then we can dis you can dispense all the wisdom, and Kirk and I will make jokes. Um, okay. <laughs> Dear About Admissions, I'm a counselor working with a homeschooled student who has a pretty significant extracurricular involvement as a horse trainer and a museum volunteer, and she asked if she could submit additional recommendation letters from her mentors and supervisors for each of these. I typically tell students to stick to the university recommendation guidelines with regards to submitting additional letters, but in this case, I feel that both might add a lot to her application and give a better sense of who she is. I know that some colleges have room for three teacher letters, but only one additional letter of recommendation. What's the protocol around submitting additional letters uh, in the teacher recommendation slot, for example? Sincerely, Counselor Connie. Oh, that's a mm. good question. Uh, I'm curious. Actually, I have one sort of specific 
pointed question for you, Beth. Mm-hmm. I've heard the phrase in admissions, um, the thicker the file, the thinner the applicant. Do you guys uh, have any experience with that sort of thing where if people jam a ton of new stuff, additional information in the, the mm-hmm. file, that it generally is a bad signal? When I advise students and families, and in this case, a counselor, I first start with what is it that's going to be added? Mm. So what is it that doesn't come through in the rest of the application that feels like this person writing this letter is going to say something different Mm. than what the student doesn't already provide? And to me, that's the first litmus test. Mm. But there are clearly times where the particularly an extracurricular uh, involvement oftentimes can have some additional description because uh, it may not be evident from what the student describes Mm. about the time commitment that's involved in it or the impact of the depth of what the student has done or learned uh, as part of this. And that's where the additional information can be helpful. I always uh, advise people to say, contact the individual college Mm, and ask them how can they submit this will it add any value there are some schools quite frankly who will say we will not read anything outside the additional information that we require and it's better to know that up front uh, than than perhaps assume uh, that it'll be read And what about, I mean, if the student used one of those teacher recommendation slots with, with someone the horse who's, training instructor. Yeah, the horse training. Yeah. So that's like not a non, not necessarily an academic course per se, but, you know, the student is homeschooled. There could be, obviously there's some type of academic components to this work, yeah. but, you know, to submit it in that slot, does that have an effect uh, when the admissions office reads that recommendation or sees it in that role? Yeah, if you're looking and for yeah, foreign language and get horse whisperer, that's right. uh, exactly. slightly different. Particularly because the student is homeschooled, there could be some real academic value to painting the, the picture of what was intended to be these three academic slots. But again, I think this is where conversation with a particular school is really a way to, to try to get at that. Again, a homeschool student is most likely only going to have one teacher, yes. which is different from most schools. And that's where I feel like some leniency could be and and probably most likely is provided for that homeschool student. And you also brought up the idea, Beth, that if it doesn't add anything extra to the application, if it's not saying something different, just cut it. I mean, it, I think around that, people need to sort of have some empathy for the folks in your seat. You know, you see, I mean, you said, what, 23,000 applications you guys got yep. last year? Uh, and the average admissions officer in your staff might read a thousand, which is, I think, yep. the rough math comes to about two King James Bibles cover to cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Never which, heard phrased in that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. biblical. Um, and so, th- taking that into consideration, I mean, just I can imagine the pile of, you know, folders. I guess you probably don't have folders anymore. 
or at least files yeah, on your iPad. Folders. Yeah, exactly. At least you're saving <laughs> yeah. trees. That's very good in the Green yeah. Mountain State. Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah. But um, putting that into perspective for some listeners, like I think a lot of people just assume like cramming the more is better, but almost always succinct, <laughs> concise is better. Uh, is my yeah. general and rule I of thumb. The good news in the this application process is that there's other ways to provide information other than what appears in the actual application form. Oh, do tell. So there's many schools, obviously, that offer interviews. UVM doesn't happen to be one of those, but that's a way for students to be able to share things that are important to them, and those notes can be part of the application process. Uh, and so I think there are ways that, that students can let us get to know them outside of just, you know, the, the actual components of the application. Well, anything else, Beth, any final words of advice for young people who are going through this process and who, you know, these seniors who might be a little nervous? You know, the day before the early action deadline, we send an email where the subject is breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's what we want to try to say to people is to be able to take that step back and uh, understand that there's more than one great place for students. I'm certainly an evidence of that, that I had my heart set on one place that didn't work out. Mm. uh, And I had an amazing undergraduate experience that I wouldn't change for the world. And knowing that there's going to be disappointment in the process sometimes, uh, but also the fact that two out of the three parts are in the hands of the student where they apply and where they end up, mm-hmm. and to be able to focus on that students have that part of the control. If that can be the foundation of starting this search process for students and for parents, certainly, uh, that it can dial down the anxiety of it. I love that lesson. It's just one, we're big on dialing down anxiety here at AdmitHub. Two, I'm a huge yeah. believer in mindfulness, meditation, mm. and breathing, yep. just being aware of the breath. And three, good subtle hint that uh, breathing is much more uh, enjoyable in the crisp green mountains of Vermont. <laughs> skillfully done. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Beth, for, Thanks, the, Beth. for the time, for the advice. Yeah. Um, I think we should uh, wrap it up here at this point we've gone well, twice as long as either of our wives would uh, condone so. <laughs> so so let's take it home that's all, the, that's all the time we've got for today you can find about admissions on itunes or soundcloud special thanks to beth weiser from the university of vermont and actually she's already won the state of ohio she's winning vermont beth have you ever <laughs> thought about a presidential bid or what you know what's your take no just joking but I mean, uh, yeah in vermont our votes really don't count so <laughs> noted noted but and your maple inspir- syrup does so yes right. inspiration for the show was provided by maple syrup and also the catamounts of the university of Vermont, the university of the green mountains which i just learned i'd never i'd never known that before and Ajit is you, provided you, by, you know, go obviously ahead. you did not take high school latin no i did not <laughs> i was i shuddered i was not going to try to even pronounce that (laughs) (laughs) agita today was provided by trying to pronounce that latin term for the university of vermont um also college rankings tuition hikes standardized tests and extra recommendation letters in your application we hope you're leaving us a little more informed and a lot more relaxed be sure to catch us next time as we're sure to have a lot more to say about admissions and that's it thank you beth